A word to the wise, formality has left the building, giving you the answers to life's questions that even your best friends would be too shy to offer. This is Snyder On Call with Ann Snyder and Julie Snyder. No relation. No topic is off limits, and even when they don't have an answer, you'll get an answer. Now, here are Julie Snyder and Ann Snyder. And here we go once again. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And we're Snyder on Call. We're here for women and men sometimes. We don't discriminate. We don't. We give a lot of advice. We have a lot of things to talk about. We're never really at a loss for information to share with one another. And we find ourselves so fascinating (laughs) that we've gotten into the podcast business. (laughs) Who would have known, Ann? Who would have known? Who would have known? Who would have guessed? I mean, I used to laugh at people that had hobbies, but guess what? Guilty. I mean, mean, short of being in your basement on a dirty couch, (laughs) this is as close to cable access as we're going to (laughs) come. I mean, we're Wayne's World. We're we're the ladies' version of Click and Clack. The delicious dish. (laughs) I mean, we're looking forward to hearing from you, but we also have a pretty full agenda. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Snyder on call. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And we're here for women, but quite frankly, it is almost Valentine's Day uh, on the calendar. (laughs) The dial a date, dial the most miserable day. I mean, I don't know if Mother's Day or Valentine's Day ranks as Mm. the worst holiday for people like you and me. People who receive gifts from loved ones. Um, You really say we're here for women, but today I think we're here for men and gift givers alike. That's right. Anne and I have lived long enough to know that we are at a point in our lives where we don't want to accumulate any more stuff. Our house... Dog dog in studio just coughed up a hairball. What, what is going on? That's a gift that keeps on giving. Speaking of Valentine's Day, um, <laughs> we both have enough stuff in our lives. And it is so funny this time of year on sports radio and news radio and ESPN TV. I mean, anybody that is marketing to the male brain is really trying to give them the best gifts to give to their lady loves. Well, (laughs) we know that there is one shape that Anne's beloved husband has really locked and loaded onto when it comes to Valentine's Day. Or really any day, Christmas, birthday, Mother's Day. And it's not her horoscope sign. It is not not a classic cut. Not a symbol, uh, but it is a heart. And I would say that Anne 
hearts, rubies, claudas. Anne has heart earrings with rubies. Anne has a necklace pendant heart ruby. I have a heart-shaped diamond. I have a heart-shaped <coughs> diamond tennis bracelet. I've got emerald, aquamarine, <laughs> ruby, diamond heart. I've got um heart necklace, as you said, bracelet. Pandora Pan- charms. Pandora charms. You betcha. The heart is well represented. Anne is not a cardiovascular surgeon. but if <laughs> Or you- a heart attack survivor. <laughs> but to look at the ongoing jewelry gifts that come in. I'm from- in love. I'm in love. And I don't care who knows it. <laughs> So the first point of of gift-giving, gentlemen, is really the ladies in your life, unless they are in their teen years, do not want jewelry or gemstone in the shape of an organ, okay? <laughs> Any organ. <laughs> so, and, and from there, I want to talk about the next dreaded Valentine gift. This is the, what is it called? It's not the Build-A-Bear, but it's those teddy bears, those stuffed bears. Oh. That everybody from Howard Stern to every sports talk radio. Isn't it radio, the Build-A-Bear? It isn't the Build-A-Bear. The Build-A-Bear is what our little daughters go and do at their birthday parties. These oh. are trying to market to grown men that what their ladies want more than anything oh. is a teddy bear. God. Customized with their love message. So no. we don't, we, gentlemen, we don't want stuffed animals. We don't want anything in Let's the let, After the age of 10, yeah, we no don't. one ever wants a stuffed animal, male or female. No, nobody wants it. <laughs> Just think curve. of how heartbroken you're going to be when you see a thoughtful teddy bear that you've picked out for your beloved strapped on the front of a garbage truck. Just... <laughs> Let your mind go there and stop yourself. And I would say the final thing we just don't want you to buy for us is anything that goes on our body after 10 at night and before 6 a.m. And I'm talking about a pajama. What's that thing called? That Those two-piece. Yeah, now I'm going to have to edit that right out. What's called those silky pen? It's a penoir. Pen, oh. I believe it's penoir or neglare. <laughs> Lingerie. We don't want it from you. Like I'm laughing when I'm opening the box. Like I, no disrespect. Don't, cut it don't, out. don't go. Anywhere. You got better chances with me and my flannels than you do <laughs> with me having like a skin irritation. <laughs> So I think we're going to wrap up our Valentine's uh, Day, what not to wear. Don't always go with your gut. Don't. And don't buy what the other people are buying. No, don't, don't buy what any man is buying. And don't ask your secretary at work what they think I want. Oh, do not. Don't. Don't. Look in my closet. Look on my nightstand. Look at my last credit card receipt because you're going to see I'm spending a lot of money at the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm spending a lot of money at the manicure, pedicure, and my beauty parlor. You can never go wrong with a spa treatment, ever. Thank you. And and chocolate, we'll take, I mean, we'll take a six-ounce box, but don't bring me the three-pound, heart-shaped, sateen-wrapped, stuffed in a helium balloon that I have to break into to get to my caramel toffee. <laughs> All right, we better go. We're, we're, we're already out of time on this topic, Anne. We'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. Yeah. Cupid standing by. applause, 
And we're back. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And we're just sitting here having a cup of tea, figuring out, sort of unpacking what we've been up to since we were last together. And I went to a fun dinner on Saturday night, Ann. And how fun was it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so often in my real job, my husband has to put on a tux and come out for yet another black tie event for a cause or a politician or an event worthy of the same 500 people in the ballroom as we saw the last time he was in tuxedo and I in ball gown. But this past Saturday night was, was quite fun. It was for my husband. It was his little circle of friends. And, of course, grown-up men don't have friends. They don't talk about their friendships. I I don't even know what men really do. Or their feelings or their bank account balance. (laughs) They pretty much don't talk about anything. I don't know what they do. I mean, but he golfs 18 holes with these great guys every Saturday from the day the snow melts until the snow starts falling. So this is the annual out and about. And I love the women, uh, but I always sort of would rather listen to what the men are talking about. But nonetheless, I sat right at the center of this large table. I think there were 12 of us. And Anne, this is what I want to talk about. When women go out to eat, we all like to look at the receipt. We figure out who had the egg omelet and who just had the scramblers. We put in our money based on what we ordered. Isn't that correct? Dutch treat, if you will. Dutch treat, but equitable. Equitable. And we're not going to nickel and dime, but let's be fair. I felt sort of guilty because Saturday night I wanted a glass of Sauvignon Blanc. And, so unusual for and, you. <laughs> at this restaurant, they didn't sell it by the glass. You could buy something called a split. Mm. Do you know what a split yeah. is? I sure do. <laughs> I'm not talking Nadia Komen H in the 1980 Olympics. <laughs> I'm talking, it's not a whole bottle of wine. It's a half a bottle of wine, but it's in a bottle. And it had a cork. And because all of the other dinner guests either just had a a third cocktail or a glass of wine that came off the a la carte glass of wine menu, I was pretty embarrassed because out came the waitress with a wine cooler (laughs) and my miniature (laughs) bottle of wine. Here you go, Mrs. Dukakis. Enjoy your evening. (laughs) She uncorked it. She wanted to know, did I want to sniff or examine the cork? No, I just want to get you drinking. Get away. So I, I did feel guilty because when the bill came, were brows were brows raised? Uh, brows were raised because in the middle of this table for twelve sat a stainless steel wine cooler holding my personal split of wine. And you know, I never Horrifying. even I never thought to offer it to anybody Why because would you? it was. Barely, they had their own cocktail. Barely two glasses. So suffice not a lot to of say, wine in the bottle. Uh, I'm I'm the one that ordered uh, the extra alcohol, and and I don't know why we always talk about alcohol, but we had a great evening, a great meal. There was great conversation, and all in all, we're ready for the golf season, even though the flakes are still flying from Snyder on call home base. True enough. True enough. We'll be right back.
my girlfriend and I were just talking the other day and we're both very strong, independent personalities. And um, we were both talking about how with men, our other girlfriends are always suggesting to us that we need to be more feminine and play the honey side before releasing the independent side. And I was just wondering if I could get your input on why that would be a reaction that other women would be having to our situation where we're strong, independent women, and that seems to turn men off. Lauren, we we speak your language because you're talking to Snyder on call, probably the two strongest women east of the Mississippi, Hercules. west of the Hudson. Hercules. Let me ask you a few questions just to set this up. Okay. Your age, Lauren. I am 27. And the age of your good friend? Uh, she's 49. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> been in a long-term committed relationship uh yes now which one 27 or 49 <laughs> 27 wow. but so what i want to do is i'm going to take that 49 year old friend of yours and suggest a retreat in vermont <laughs> now as for you at 27 i'm going to make a suggestion okay. because we're all proud independent strong women we're women we don't care that we have adam's rib we're women. What I need you to do, and it sounds old fashioned, I want you to go get a book over at the library. I'm a big fan of the library. Do you know why? Why? A, because it's free. And B, because single men that do not surf porn sites are there often. So I want you to go to the library and I want you to go over to nonfiction. I want you to check out a book called The Rules. Now, before you hang up and say she's crazy, I'm going to tell you that there are a few chapters in The Rules that talk about men as cavemen, men as hunter-gatherer. And I'm not talking Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble. I'm talking about what men's DNA tells them they need to do. They need to rescue women. Now, you and I both know there are very few women that need rescued. But as a strong woman, what you need to do is create a situation where you allow the men to hunt and gather, if you will. And Anne, haven't you had success with that? Hunting and gathering? <laughs> no, I mean playing very low key and allowing a man to sort of take the lead. Oh, yeah. But I mean, once you have them in your grasp, what you need to do is you need to train that dog. I mean, we could go Trader Joe's on this or we could go library. We've gone library. I say once you get them in your lair, you start the slow reveal. And I've always been a big proponent and I've had a lot of success with date the loser, date the nerd, and then start the, the do-it-yourself, the DYI. Start, you know, changing the shoes, changing the dress code. I love that you're 27 and single. You should be. But let's go read the rules. I want you to call me back in three weeks from the takeout section on a Saturday night. I'm going to walk you through the secret recipe. That sounds fantastic. Good Hi, luck, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you. Thanks for Thanks, calling. Thanks, Lauren. We are back, uh, and Anne and I, I mean, we we try really hard to, to not be, be mean-spirited. We want to laugh. We really think women don't laugh enough, and mm. <laughs> to, 
She can't make it through. Two weekends ago, we met with our other friends for coffee. And I always bring the Sunday paper. So we go to this Greek diner and... Let, let me just interject. Not only does Julie bring the Sunday paper, but she spreads it out like she's the only person at a big, long library table, which is never the case. And during our download of what happened during the week and how's everybody doing and what's on the docket, Julie is snipping and clipping all the coupons in the Sunday circular. I am clipping coupons because you know what? Sometimes it's a doubler week where I go and that means... She liked to double down. And so all all the time that I'm going through all my coupons. It's a sorting process. She starts like four different piles. She she does a ripping of the coupons. She has like, there's a system to it's it. It's a ripping and a clipping. But in the midst of all those coupon offers in those Sunday circulars. There's always something that stops you cold, isn't there? And two <laughs> weeks ago, I will tell you that there was something so alarming and disturbing <laughs> That I don't, I, I, we're going to put, we've got to put it on Snyder on Call Facebook, which if you're listening to, to us through Podbean, which we love our little Podbean account, but if you're on Podbean, go over to Facebook because we're going to post a photo of an advertisement for the possibility and opportunity to purchase Clementine. Clementine <laughs> essentially is a, a monkey. It's a baby that looks like a monkey it is with a- with quote eyes so real <laughs> they'll melt your heart soft real touch vinyl skin she's waited to feel real but in she's your got arms. hair on her arms and, and her hair. legs and her feet <laughs> she looked like a crazy unshaven i don't even know what it, the, the opening line of the advertisement says a loving gaze you can't resist a baby's <laughs> eyes say so much and that's especially true when that baby is a monkey. <laughs> I can't make it up. I can't make it up. And it's so it's, truly real Clementine. It's a monkey doll. It stopped us in our tracks. And she's dressed in a... Dr- a beautiful crocheted baby doll dress with a little pink applique. And what's in Clementine's mouth, Amy? It's a pacifier, Julie. It's a pacifier. A human pacifier. A human pacifier. Okay, this, this is wrong. This is wrong, and it has to stop. Created by an award-winning artist, Clementine is beautifully brought to life in our signature real-touch vinyl and hand-painted from her tender expression down to her (laughs) tiny wrinkled feet. Soft curls frame her sweet face, and long long lashes fringe those trusting, engaging, lifelike eyes. But it's not lifelike because it's animal. It's an animal. It's a baby monkey in a baby outfit, and I'm very upset about it. That may be very true, Julie, but Clementine and her pacifier will be ready to melt your heart as she (laughs) gazes into your heart and your eyes. Stop it. See, this is predatory sales. It's a remarkable value. (laughs) For a limited time. How much? To take Clementine home today, <laughs> Julie, the cost is uh, $99.99, payable in four easy installments of $24.99. And it's a limited time offer. We have to order today. I, I, I just can't. We'll put the website up on our Facebook no, in not. case you want to make I, Clementine. I'm just going to show the picture. I'm not going to give any 
advertisement too. What is it? That Drake company? Yes. What's it called? The Ashton Drake Gallery. Okay, this is your I, one-time this promotion. Is it. Snyder on call. <laughs> we are challenging anybody from Ashton Drake who can even have the the whoever who could call us without laughing. Yeah. Come and tell us what that's what's about. The, what's, the, what's the magic behind Clementine? Well, and we'll be right back because we want to keep talking. Uh, there's something else we need to talk about uh, that I also came across when I was clipping my coupons, and it's called underwearness. We'll be right back. And this is Julie Snyder. It's Snyder on Call, joined by Ann Snyder. Welcome. And I think we have another caller. Christy? It is. Christy. Where? Tell me where you're calling from. Um, I'm calling from Raleigh, North Carolina, in the closet of my home. The closet? What? Yep, the closet. Oh, you're in the closet. So Tell now, us more. So we're here to listen, Christy. Tell us, how can we help? <laughs> in... See, September of last year, I moved in with my fiance, but we're getting married in five days. And congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. Does he and, live in the uh, closet too? <laughs> no, 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 no. He lives um, in his bedroom currently. We have, we have a townhouse. We have a, you know, pretty decent sized townhouse. Well, in August of this year, his dad got a job and moved in with us. And his brother lives with us, who's 28, I believe. Um, and his mom is going to be moving down here with his other brother, who might possibly live with us. I don't really know. So we have an 1,800 square foot house with two bedrooms, four people. Now, we're, we're having a little bit of audio difficulty, but I'm going to summarize this. You live in an 1,800 square foot townhouse with your fiance of right. five days and counting. Right. And essentially, you've been invaded by the future in-laws. They are pretty much planting themselves in your house. Is that, does that summarize it? Yeah, that summarizes it. Did your fiance ask if they could all set up shop there? I would call it squatting, Ann. I would not call it set up shop. Was there a dialogue? No. Mm Mm-mm. Uh, no, no. They didn't even ask. They just kind of come. Wow. This mm. is sort of a metaphor for why it's so important as you get ready to marry who I know you believe will be your life partner, that you have an honest and frank conversation. We call it finding your voice. Because mm-hmm. so often when we're in love and when we really so are enamored with our partner, we have what we call emotional blinders to really the whole picture of the relationship. And on the one hand, I do like the fact that you and your fiance at least have a familial relationship with his extended family, because so often that has already gone awry. But I am very concerned about sort of the avoidance of that frank and honest conversation of you and your fiance really coming to terms with what this means. Does he seem bothered by the fact that everyone's moving? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. All the gang's all here. And and has anyone issued an ultimatum? Um, I told him, I'm really bad about following through on stuff, but I told him <laughs> that if I got back from, when we got back from our honeymoon, if they were still here, I was going to go stay with my sister. 
Wow. Has there been any discussion on their part about finding alternative housing? Um, There has, but they haven't really done anything about it. They talk, but nothing's being done. And how long has this been going on? About two months. Wow. Wow. About- yeah. Here's my advice. It sounds like you live in a metropolitan area that I know mm-hmm. for a fact has a lot of what they call transient housing, furnished apartments. Right. Uh, sort of something called homestead suites or long-term stay. Mm-hmm. But I would tell my husband before I walk down that aisle in five days is he and his father are to go to the homestead suites to get the reservation in place with confirmation number for the day of your wedding. And that is their moving day, my love. And they better be moved out, not when you get back from your honeymoon, but before you say, I do. And if that doesn't work, I think you and him should get the old housing (laughs) ads. Great. Christy, we love the call. We want you to let us know what happens. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And we're just talking about the Sunday paper, clipping coupons, saving money, which, of course, we all want to. And for this this little continuance of uh, what happens on that coupon page, we don't want to make fun uh, in any way of people who, through medical issues, suffer. And and you do suffer, let's be honest. We all have outgrown diapers If if you're... You're not potty trained by three. You, you probably got some other issues. But when you get to the other end of the dial on your age, uh, toward the end of your life, we understand uh, that there are needs for uh, products to help people that are incontinent. And for years, those products were also always available at a surgical supply store, through your physician, your urologist, and, and we don't judge. But I would say in the last two years, Anne, peeing your pants has become, it's become commonplace. It's become normal. It's a daily struggle, Julie, for some people. I mean, but it isn't. But you would think by the advertisements that none of us can make it between restroom and rest stop. Well, this particular ad cites that over 65 million Americans experience bladder leakage. But this isn't a diaper. This is actually underwear. This well, is underwear. It, but it's just—you can't wear it more it's than once. It's disposable underwear, like a disposable bathing suit. Yeah, like a disposable bathing suit, only with absorbent qualities. And I don't know. I... Now it's telling this. This actually, if you read into the fine print. It says that they're looking for people to join in a social movement and charitable cause mm-hmm. because wearing a different kind of underwear can make all the difference. Mm-hmm. It's the support of under awareness. So am I making a, a, a tax-deductible donation to some 501c3 for this cause? I'm not certain. There's a website. Am I going on social media and, and, and doing a thumb up like? I don't know. But what I find most disturbing is the ad itself with 30-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds. Well-paid models. Well-paid models. Really stylishly dressed from the waist up. 
And then what's going on from the waist down? From the waist down, they're wearing adult, you know, they're wearing the depend underwear that's, diaper that's situation. Right. And they that's have got pumps and dress socks and a professional high heel. And the guys are wearing loafers. I mean, like, <laughs> they're wearing <laughs> like, loafers. Oh, my God. He's got loafers He's on. got black socks. I mean, how much and how drunk. For these people to be the models for these products, but like it's, in it's all not seriousness, right. it's this not is right. like a twenty-year-old kid. It's it's inappropriate, and not because incontinence is inappropriate, but to try to 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 act as if this is the median age of people that suffer suffer incontinence, and I, I just don't like it. I'm getting really mad, Anne. Well, I like how they they try to like you know make it a little more comfortable for people who have to purchase these like the the women's the woman's cut is called the silhouette <laughs> and the man's almost looks like a boxer brief <sighs> And it's called the real fit. It looks like what Jack LaLanne used to wear when he did his fitness show. Right, right. All right. That's ridiculous. I, mean, I, I don't even know what we're going to do with this segment. But I, sometimes we get mad. We just want to talk about stuff. And, and again, we, we don't judge. We're not here to be negative in any way. We're just here to reflect on what we see, what we observe, talk it out, talk it up, talk it down, and talk it right back into the closet where it belongs. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And this is Snyder on Call. And if you've taken a look at uh, Snyder on Call Facebook page, you'll see a redhead and a blonde at the 81st <laughs> Street <laughs> subway stop in on the Upper West Side, the Museum of Natural Science stop. And that'll give you a little peekaboo at, at how really... The, the magic that is us. <laughs> you, you'll get a peek at why we're doing radio and not television. But Ann and I both pride ourselves with our hairstyles and we keep a modern look. One of the things we want to tell women is the natural gray, please. I mean, until you hit 70, try to do a little bit of color. There's right, no Anne? reason. Make an effort. Full surrender. I mean, we understand women go prematurely gray. We know it's tough to keep up with the roots. But I'm telling you, a little gloss, a little highlight, a little color. Just don't do the shoe polish black yeah. <laughs> monotone. Right. Like the the Roy Orbison shoe polish black, it's it's not your friend. Go with a couple of colors, but beyond getting color, Ann and I are big fans of the blowout, and we love going to a salon on a Saturday when we have an event that night. Just going ahead and saying, "Hey, does anybody have time for a blowout? No appointment necessary." Now, Ann, if we were in New York City or Chicago or L.A., there are establishments called the blowout bar sure and for forty dollars you can pick one of four styles you go in you get a shampoo you get a blowout no cut no color no waxing treat them and street them treat them and street them but uh in our upstate new york town that we live in that blowout bar concept has not really made it here so we're sort of stuck with what i call dialing for styling because (laughs) it's saturday afternoon and normally our salon where we go for our regular beauty treatment they're fully booked you got your brides you got your proms you got your regular once a week 
blow dry set grannies coming in. Recently, I went to uh, a salon and they said Jody can take you. Not her real name. And uh, uh, let's just say Jody had just gotten her certificate from the beauty school. <laughs> she doesn't have a real full client base right now, but she sure knows the basic fundamentals of drying women's hair. Well, she was pretty good on the shampoo, but when I got in the chair, mm. uh, I started to get a real bad feeling. Anne. There's something about the second tier stylist who, you know, she talks a big game with her round brush and her <laughs> flat iron, but when push comes to shove and you've got a... I'm going to say it, a little bit of a higher maintenance client in the chair. <laughs> not me. I, I mean, mean not, in, not you, but I'm just saying if there were some. In someone, generalities. In generalities. I think they're shaking off their game, the second tier stylist. They lack the confidence to, to get her done and get her done right. So what happened most recently is in spite of the $38 charge plus the $8 tip, I had to go home and crack out my blow dryer and my round brush and my curling iron just to uh, is it a a damage control situation or is it a are we uh, she blew you out but are you blowing her up like what what's it was I needed to blow her up I needed a fluffer nutter and I I don't go for that greasy flat look like I'm not Jennifer Aniston so if you make my hair look like that I need somebody I'm gonna need somebody so I guess what but what we're really saying, ladies, is find your voice when you go in. Be very specific about what you want. We could do a whole show on, like, how to ask what you want for people that you're paying for a service. Yeah, like, I'm paying for it, so could you just give me a great blowout? And that way, if I can make it to Saturday night, get through church service on Sunday, maybe a nap Sunday afternoon, and I won't have to have a herbal essence experience <laughs> till Monday morning. I'd sure appreciate it. So much, Amy. And for once again coming and filling my ears with nothing but delight. <laughs> the glorious sound of my voice. <laughs> really, Anne, you and I have been pursuing this great idea that there are not enough women's voices out there. Even though women are half the sky and God knows we really pretty much run the world. It's hard to find a woman's voice on a podcast, on a radio station, and certainly in a talk show. Well, and certainly one that's not very political or nasty or raunchy. We know a lot about nothing. (laughs) And that's the magic of us. (laughs) And that's the magic, really, of finding your voice, finding your friend, taking time to exhale, taking time to laugh, taking time for yourself. And that's really why we're doing Snyder on Call with so many hundreds of listeners. I mean, we're, we're, (laughs) we're getting close to 150, I think. I mean, there's a base. (laughs) And each one counts. We're just happy to be here. I could not be more delighted to sit in studio with my dear friend Anne and offer advice, chew the fat, if you will. Solve the world's problems. All the while, keeping it it real. Reality with clarity and And hilarity. hilarity. (laughs) And on that note, 
think we're just about out of time because isn't it getting close? Don't you have to go do your third job now? Yeah, I got to go be wife and mother now. So And kennel keeper. <laughs> and kennel keeper, lest we forget. And uh, my little dog needs a walk, too. So I think we're going to do that before the street freezes into a black ice skating rink. <laughs> So I can get a little street lights are coming on cardiovascular. So uh, please stay tuned and if take get a, try to figure out a way. I think there's some way you can listen to it even off of the podcast in your car, isn't there, Anne? Um, look at I don't know. We'll, we'll, I excel socially, <laughs> not academically. We'll cover that. We'll cover that next time on Snyder on Calls. So that's about it. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And for all your input and insights as we go from good to great here at Snyder on Call. And I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And take care. Let's go, let's